Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 118. It is going to be a little different tonight because we are hosting the world premiere of David Quartet's Prometheus. This has been in the works now for a few years, and we have two awesome folks here to uh, share how they did it and actually share the music tonight. First time anybody has been able to hear it. And our first guest is all the way from the six, Toronto, Canada. And that's why I'm wearing my Blue Jays hat. I want her to feel at home. And it is She-Wolf, Liza McClellan. Hi. hi. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. <laughs> I only invited you because you have great taste in clothing. Well, you know, somebody really cool sent me this really awesome shirt. Yeah, I now. bet he's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and joining us is the producer, and um, also known as the polite gunfighter, lawyer from out west, right. Los Angeles. It's Andrew Waters. Hi, everyone. Welcome Steve. to the show. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you want to walk us through the album as it is, or do you have some choices picked out? That you'd like to maybe build up to an epic one? How do you want to do this tonight? It's all up to you guys. I've thought about this carefully. And mm -hmm. I have the program of the album that, I mean, the order that we have the tracks in is, was very carefully thought out. And I have that. I was thinking we played it, we played it in that order. And then we, uh, sorry, let me turn my do not disturb on. So my texts don't ding. Okay. <laughs> so I have, uh, the order from the album that is the program, I have that in order, and I thought we would listen in order and then talk about each track after it plays. Fantastic. Why don't you guys talk just a little bit about the creation of Prometheus, how that happened and how you came up with these epic songs, as well as some of the tighter, more radio-friendly songs. Are you going to take that, Andy? Sure. Okay, well, um, basically, the... Uh, as a follow-up to the 2112 album, which it turned out really great, of course. Um, I was walking down the street on October, October 1st, probably 2019, and I had this bolt of lightning from the ether strike my brain. And I had this visual of the story and what happened in the story for Prometheus, and I just wrote it out. So to answer your question, inspiration. It just randomly struck and I wrote out the story. And then I approached Liza and I said, hey. Would you like to do another album? <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> that sounds good. Is that how it happened, Liza? I, I can't speak on behalf of what was going on in Andy's head, but I did receive the phone call, and I was more than happy and excited to work on another creative project. He's an excellent person to collaborate with, and the previous album was a lot of fun and very um, fulfilling. So. I was very, very happy to take on this project. Um, little did I know how big of a project it would be. Hello, new person has joined. Metalhead Mundy has joined. Do you guys want to hear the Metalhead Mundy theme song? Uh, yes. Yes. yes Here, I'm going to remove him. Let's do it. Let's do it officially. Here we go. Bye, <laughs> bye, Jeremy. Okay. Normally, we would bring him into the show like this. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Monday. <laughs> hey, welcome to the show. I think that's the best. Yeah. So that there, the story behind that is, <laughs> before I started doing the show, and then after, right when I started joining them on a regular basis, they would we, 
they would talk about how I loved boy bands. Like that was the joke because I metalhead Monday. So I love boy bands. So then we get, we started getting pictures with me in boy bands and then we get the theme song and yeah. So there you go. Yeah. One of our other <laughs> members wrote the theme song and played it for us. So. <laughs> He's amazing. All so, right. Hello. Sorry for my tardiness. No, I'm happy, happy to see you. Happy to have that intro. Yeah. I also love boy bands, so whatever, man. I'll just join the, the team. <laughs> so I think we should get started. And I would just, you know, tell anybody, you know, if they like what they hear tonight, go back and listen to your other stuff. Your 2013 EP is fantastic. Um, you had a couple of uh, solo or uh, singles, I think, in between there, and then 2112 and Heaven and Hell are absolutely amazing. So hopefully people will like it tonight and they'll go back and dig into the catalog because there's a lot of awesomeness there. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Andrew, I'm going to hand off to you and let you get us rolling. Okay. Thank you, Steve. So this is the first. So if there are any technical difficulties, let me know. But I think we got this ironed out. The first one is called Grain of Sand. So with that, I'm not going to I'm not going to comment on it before it plays because I don't want to affect anyone's perceptions, but I'm very happy with how radio friendly this turned out. Here goes. I believe we've lost Andrew. Yep. He froze up. Uh-oh. 
Liza, you're muted. <laughs> I unmuted. Oh no. <laughs> oh man. I'm not that sure was going great too. Like that was heavy. <laughs> the the part after the chorus. I don't know if that's a bridge or what, but man, that was that was like a heavy groove. Um oh no. I, uh, I love technology. Isn't it awesome? Gosh. Yeah. Yes. You know what? We probably should before we do go on anyway. We didn't even talk about the makeup of the group. So if somebody came into this thinking you're going to have a standard, you know, a guitarist and a bassist and all, you know, we didn't even talk about the fact that you are a string piece with a drummer. So maybe describe your, your group a little bit. Right. Um, it's an electric string quartet. Uh, who, and we play with drums. Um, we do some of our own singing and we also collaborate with other singers. So today you'll be hearing like, so that was me singing in that last track. Okay. Um, that was going to be one of my questions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I beat you to it. <laughs> um, and then we've got two other singers that we collaborated with, uh, Sarah Loera and um, David Michael Moot, who did the Prometheus. Um, oh, I think Andy's coming back in. Hopefully, hey, hopefully guys, our plan of attack will still work. Andy, you're back. Hey, so what happened? I, did I freeze and then you didn't hear any audio after that? Yes. Correct. Yep. Yeah. I'm really. Oh. <laughs> 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 He's going to have to send me a download. This is it. Now. What? Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I. Oh my God, this is embarrassing. All right. Um, well, <laughs> it's, I, it's okay. I mean, I same thing. I couldn't get my cameras playing with my camera and then I just disappeared. So <laughs> it, happens. it happens. Yeah. All right. Well, shall we, shall we start that one over? I don't is know how the, long. Is the audio. So just a quick question about how the audio works here. Is it playing through like your speakers? It's, it's playing through the Chrome uh, tab. It's playing through my shared Chrome tab, it should be the computer audio. Yeah. So it's okay. not through the speakers, but okay. I, I can't mute my, I can't mute my microphone because it'll mute the audio. Right. Cause it sound it's very, it's hard to hear actually. To hear. I have Don't. to really crank it. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Okay. But it's a bit uh, quiet on my end. Yeah. It's a little low, but I mean, yeah. Right, well, I... Would it would it be easier to send um, Steve a download? That might be easier. What do you and think? I Steve? prepared for just this contingency. Steve, do you want to take over from this? If you want to send it to me, I will try. <laughs> it doesn't mean it'll work, but we'll try. <laughs> I just... Maybe we just need to have Liza play this live right here <laughs> on the show. Right. <laughs> no problem, guys. Don't jump on that. I got four strings. <laughs> Why don't we try one more track while you're sending me a download? So we can try it and get started. And then um, if I'm able to do it, I will pull it up on my end. All right. Well, let me just, since I have the link here, I'll just post it in the chat. If that works for the pre-release audio. Mm -hmm. This is there also. You is you... It's in the chat, the private oh. chat, pre-release audio. Yeah. It's a folder of MP3s. And I just thought, hey, just in case. You're always good at the just in case, Andy. <laughs> always good at just in case. 
Oh, I see Vivian and Sharon here. That's yeah, great. I was going to say, we're getting some comments. I, I wish I could contribute, but that is Steve only. I am not able to talk to everyone. So. Well, how do I want to do this? A window or let's see. I, think, I mean, how I, I opened a Chrome tab and then shared the audio, which is how you can only do it on Mac. But if you're not on a Mac, you don't have that problem. Where? Boy, this is awful. <laughs> oh, my. We're figuring it out as we go. Yeah, why don't you try playing one more while I'm trying to figure out how to pull this down here? Let's see if I can. Okay. I'm going to start grain of sand over again. Sure. Okay, here goes. Let me know. Give me a thumbs up, please, if you hear the audio. Thank you. 
So was um, was that Emily playing? <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> yes. Sometimes it was Emily. Sometimes it was Sharon. Sometimes it was Moira. Um, Eliza yeah. singing. Was that? Yes. Eliza was singing, right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, Liza, do you like to sing? Do you feel comfortable singing, or would you prefer to have somebody else come in and you just play the cello? I, I like to put myself out there, learn new things. Um, I don't describe myself as a singer. I, I enjoy singing. It freaks me out when I need to sing in public. <laughs> um, I am definitely more comfortable playing the cello because I really understand the cello more than my own mm -hmm. voice, but I'm learning about singing and, and I enjoy it. And um, uh, this was a, a more than any of the other songs on the album, this one felt important uh, to me that I sing it because it was a kind of a, a personal song about some some deeper thoughts that I was having about life in general when I wrote it. So, um, so yeah. But um, I also really love working with people who know how to sing. Um, it's incredibly inspiring, and I like to take that information, try to copy it on cello when I play. So, yeah. so, so you wrote the lyrics 100% for that song. Yeah. How about um, the music? Was that a, a, a group effort or did you pretty no. much write the music as well? I wrote everything in that one. Um, in some of the other songs that we're about to hear, it was a collaborative effort between myself and Sam McClellan, who's my sister. Um, uh, she did uh, most of the lyrics for the next songs that you'll be hearing. Um, for the most part, the music is stuff that I wrote, but some of the music in Prometheus and The Maid would, would have been written by her, too. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, I really like that song. I, as I said, I think I said before, like the, the bridge section, which then repeats later, that's a killer groove. And it, that song's pretty heavy. Sounds heavy. It, it is pretty heavy. I'm, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Lazy gets some nice bass out of that cello. I know in I, Heaven and I, Hell, there's some super heavy, deep grooves mm -hmm. um, when the hell parts are on in that song. So That's uh, what I try for. Uh, yeah. I am a bass player's daughter, so I, you know, I come by it honestly. 
No, a stand-up bass or an electric bass? Both. Both, oh. actually. Yep. Impressive. Musical yes. family. <laughs> I should mention, there's this one nagging issue with Heaven and Hell. We finally fixed it. Yeah, so yeah. There, the bass, there was a little bit in the cello. There was a, like a abrupt volume change and like one one like beat. We finally fixed it, but it made it into the vinyl, unfortunately. So the digital, we might have to update, but otherwise... So it's, it's an so, Easter egg for yeah. any collector. This is the one edition. Let me put it on right now and we'll see if we can find it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We'll do that later. Well, All right, just, Andy. What do you uh, have for us next? First, I'm going to make this official by popping my champagne. Oh, All right. hey. Have this official release here. So, Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I heard the ricochet. All right, that so was gonna, serious. Hopefully that didn't alarm anyone but anyway okay i just poured myself a little champagne here i'm very happily going to toast everyone and then the next track lateralis i i just i'm not i'm trying not to editorialize but honestly this is basically the best musical performance i've ever heard and they did an amazing job so here you go let me just share my tab here okay share screen chrome tab Lateralist. Okay, here it goes. Ready? Thumbs up with the audio, please. Why is it this one's for you?
I think this Facebook user said it best <laughs> when that part hit. That was like, I did not expect that. That was so welcome. That was so cool. <laughs> knowing knowing that song, mm -hmm. I was waiting to see what happened there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that was impressive. Did you guys use some computer effects um, on in, on much of that? No, it's all well. I mean, it's it's the equivalent of plugging a violin into a, a guitar effect pedal. So okay, so everything that you're hearing is is various effects. So the the cello <laughs> is is plugged into an octaver, and um, it. Uh, you can get a really crazy bass sound from that. And the violins play through distorted pedal effect pedals and reverb and delay and everything, all the things that we can throw into what we do that any rock band would use. So, oh, Andy just disappeared again. Yeah, he was frozen up for a second there. Oh, so. darn. Andy's he'll be back, I'm sure. Yeah, he'll be back. Uh, I have a question. So. Yeah. I don't remember what the technique is called, but when a violin, a violinist is plucking, what, what is that called? It's called pizzicato. Yeah. Pizzicato. Okay. So that was one of my favorite sections when it, everything died out and you get the, the symbol work and she comes in with the pizzicato. That was, that was nice. That was oh, nice. nice. Thank Very you. Cool. I, I threw that in. That's not in tools original. I, yeah. I sort of, like, well, if it's an arrangement, I can play around with it, right? A little. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That leads to another question. Like, I mean, when you, and I, I mean, obviously you guys did this with a massive song like 2112, but when you are looking at that, how do you enjoy the challenge of coming to like a certain part in the song? We're like, Ooh, how, how are we going to do that? And like, what am I going to change here? And you know, what, what do we, what do we honor? What do we change? That kind of thing. Yeah. There's, there's some, there's definitely some times I'm like, Oh my goodness. How do we do this? <laughs> how do I translate uh, what is particularly figuring out ways to certain vocal sound effects or uh, uh, distorted guitar solos, things like that, where you're, it's like, well, there's no notes. <laughs> how do I notate that? How do I how do I give these parts to the various performers to to make it sound? Most importantly, when you're writing a cover, an arrangement of a song, it has to sound recognizable, like the song that you're covering. Which is hard when it's when you have a song that has words. A lot of the time, we rely on recognizing the lyrics. Mm -hmm. When you're writing for a group that um, typically will cover a, a piece without words or without using the actual lyrics, it can be really, really challenging to to really represent the song well. And then, of course, um, you also have to make it not be. Uh, because you don't have words that change, you might end up having, like you don't want the chorus to sound exactly the same every time. So you have to find ways to change uh, an instrumental arrangement to make it interesting for the listener when you don't have the luxury of words that are going to do that. So, but it's fun. I love it. It's a, it's a challenge. <laughs> I don't know if I'm meeting expectations or, or, or falling flat on my face sometimes, but I'm trying really hard. <laughs> I would say you've been fairly successful from <laughs> what we have heard. Thank you. Now, did you reach out to Tool at all before you did this? We 
did. We were hoping that they would um, even just acknowledge that we were doing it, but they're they're notoriously quiet people. Yes, they are. And um, we weren't really expecting to hear from them. And he's quite a sleuth. He actually found one of the guy's private emails somehow. <laughs> I don't know how, but unfortunately, we never got a response. So we'll just put it out there into the ether and hopefully they'll hear it. Have day. you ever heard anything from Alex or Getty after 2112? Not from them personally, but their label did say that, you know, they were quite pleased. And since then, we've we've been sort of included in a few special events that are Rush related and I don't know. I feel like we've been welcomed a little bit into the Rush family or the community, which is cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? You know, maybe we'll have the chance to meet uh, at least Alex Lifeson. So we've been invited to partake in the um, Invitational Neil Peart Memorial Golf Tournament coming up in September. There you go. Steve, I think you're going to come join us, right? I do believe I'll be there, yes. So if... If we win this tournament, the the grand prize is uh, a game of golf with Alex Lifeson. Is it really? Yeah. So you better start practicing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't need practice. I'm just that good. I know. It's just a sign of insecurity, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I can't wait. That's going to be fun. Yeah. I definitely need to get a few more rounds in. Uh, it's, it's a it's a good thing I'm not going because I haven't swung a golf club since high school, I don't think. So. Oh, you're probably better than me. <laughs> it's all right. I'm just there for fun. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, who goes into a tournament like that that's for a good cause? Like, I better win. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just, no, yeah. It's, it's actually a really cool cause. It's raising, um, uh, fundraising for the, the local hospital, which yeah. is an excellent cause. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And it'll be the first time that I get a chance to try the Rush beer because you cannot order it over the border. Ah, I'm sorry. I didn't know you can't get this in the States. Look at that. I know. It's going to be so exciting. I just hope COVID doesn't hit an uptick because it certainly has here. My entire yeah. family just had it. So. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear it. Yeah. I think it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to do what it's going to do. And there's nothing. I mean, we just have to go with the flow at this point, I guess. Hey, hey he's back. We better, we better go with the next song quick. Yeah. Andy. Oh, no, it froze up again. Oh, no. I, I could try to play the song if we want to go that route and see you know what, what happens. Steve, it may be safer to do that, and, and Andy can just hang out and take the take a load off. <laughs> Sounds good. All <laughs> right. So did you just share your screen? I did not just share my screen. I should have, uh, I have a, all the files open, but I have not shared it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I trying. It says share. My options are share slides, an extra camera, or a video file. Share, there should be a share screen option, but you have to make sure that Chrome has permission to record your screen. Um, okay, entire screen or a window. It's Chrome tab. If you should click share screen, then Chrome tab. Open yep. one of the MP3s with Chrome, with Chrome, and then you can share that tab with the audio. That's key. I got it. Now I'm looking for that tab. Oh, here it is. Share. Okay. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Okay. So the next one on the list for us to try is 
Prometheus. Yeah. Are you guys yes. ready for that? The main event. Keep in mind, this is a 33-minute song, so... Yeah. So get comfortable. Get a drink. Get some I have, popcorn. I've got my notepad ready to go because I don't want to forget anything that comes up. So, and I'm not, I'm leaving this on the screen because I don't want to mess yeah. up anything. Sound good? Yep. All right, let's see what happens.
Oh 
It's yesterday in my mind. Time freezes when it won't fly. When something changes your life, one, two, three, four, five. Don't recognize my own face. Fell back into an old place. As if my life were erased. One, two, three, four, five. Obsessing over details and tilting at the windmills, crossing way beyond the line. Two, three. I think I'm losing my mind Suddenly I'm awake Check the clock, it says three I've fallen asleep Finally a dreamless I see him in the dark old posters Peeling like the walls are shedding skin They're watching me They're watching me Too many endless nights Did something to my mind It's rioting It's going wild now I'm staring without seeing in the dark old posters Feeling like the walls are shedding skin They're watching me, they're watching me They're watching me, they're watching me They're watching me, they're watching me To shift my vision, permeated with infinite geometrics, crystalline and electric. A voice begins to manifest its words imprinted in my head, screaming out my sins, pulling out the pins. Eternity of tortured sound, I throw myself upon the ground. My is ended and I accept it. My life is ended and I accept it. But the voice Survive. Take 
beyond the sun. No one saw it happening. What's me? I am a screen waiting, waiting, waiting. And everybody's talking about the asteroid. There's nothing we can do now but fall into the void. has begun All we are is over Nothing left but to face our death One last great uniter Everybody's talking about the asteroid. There's nothing we can do now but fall into the void. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? There has to be something. What can I do? 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 There has to be something.
force, an act of love, an act of force, the dark side of the asteroid, painted white, painted white, there is no God, there is no nothing, I see the signs, the patterns forming, the dark side of you listen to me it's easy to believe tell me what's happening here hey why don't you open your eyes you only criticize let go of all of your Prometheus, but we're already burning. Maybe he's saving us, but maybe we'll keep turning. See the pattern in the sky. See the pattern in my eyes. See the pattern in the skies. See the pattern in my you listen to me, it's easy to believe. Tell me what's happening here. Hey, why don't you open your eyes? You only criticize. Let go of all of your
and ocean We're launching ourselves into space Talking to the mirror There's no room for fear The only thing to do Flickering by, perhaps another life Spiriting away, a dying day Before the darkest night No one else is here It's never been more clear the future splitting from the past A young outsider glares A world that doesn't care It's true that nothing Perhaps another life Spiriting away A dying day Before the darkest Thank you. 
Freezes when it won't fly. When something changes your life, very nice. That was epic. Uh, that, yes, very much so. I got to pull this off so we can see Andrew again. The third one. There he is. <laughs> wow. All right, Monday. So a song like that, obviously, I mean, it's similar to 2112 and your own Heaven and Hell, you know, um, several different components to that taken as a whole telling a story. 
where does that start? Do you start with the story and how, how do you decide to break it up into how many parts? Is that just kind of a natural evolution of developing the song? How does all that work? You're muted. I'm muted, Liza. <laughs> oh, she's good. Oh, she's got her headphones on. That's why. Go Still on mute. You're you're muted. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yay. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I received. Well, actually, Sam and I received the uh, the story from Andy, and it was already already kind of broken down into sort of these very very short chapters. So we we decided because we had the same question as you. We're like, how are we? What how? What's the approach? with a short story and neither of us had really kind of done anything like that before. So we, we created these little snippets of music based on like what we were inspired by from the words of Andy. And then it kind of morphed into its own thing from there. So, you know, once we had the, the skeleton of the songs sort of figured out, then it was about filling it up and figuring out how to voice things and then creating the connective tissue between each of the movements and then the last thing of all was the, the first thing that you hear which is the overture which is supposed to kind of have as many of the main themes in it as possible right yeah so andy wrote the story did he also write the lyrics no so the lyrics are by my sister sam mm -hmm. mcclellan and all inspired by the story um and yeah that's where the, the words come from yeah, I wondered, one of the things I wrote down is I knew Andy had written the story, and I just thought, well, writing a story and writing lyrics are two very different things, and it sounded really good. So Andy is either a super genius, polite lawyer, and lyricist, <laughs> or just a story writer and lawyer, so I don't know. Well, he is pretty, pretty clever, and you are a clever guy. But, uh, but yeah, my, my, my sister, I think, is an absolute genius with words, and... Um, Andy actually reached out to her after having heard a couple other projects that she has worked on um, because he was blown away by how she does her words. Her lyrics are incredible. Um, so yeah, that's that's where that came to, to be. And it was super fun to work on a project like this with my sister. <laughs> if we were so inclined to check out the short story that this song is based on, can we find that right now? Absolutely. Let me post it on the com in the chat here, and you can you can uh, add it to the public comments here. Okay. One second. Eventually, it'll be in liner notes if one day we ever. Have yeah. yeah, I was going to ask that too. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a there's a huge waiting list right now for getting uh, physical albums pressed because of oh yeah. So one day, this 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 project was created in it was like it was meant to be a record. So one day, hopefully we can get on that bandwagon, but it's going to be a long time coming. So yeah, we have to find a way to, to make all of these little Easter eggs accessible to people like the story and the, the lyrics and the imagery that goes with a lot of these, these things that we created. Well, there you go. It's on the, it's on the link now. Um, I posted a link to the, Album and it has this it has the write up as well as the stories. So there's 
Prometheus, obviously, but there's also kind of a blueprint for Made of Orleans, which is the next song. Um, and the webpage has all that. So if you're you're free to you know read that or peruse it as your at your leisure. Very cool. Cool, cool. Um did did he bounce for anybody there? No. Maybe it's me now. <laughs> Gosh. Oh. oh Steve, are you still there? I think so. I'm here. Yeah. You're here. I got you froze up just a just a tiny okay. little bit. Yeah, I it started getting a little sketch, so okay. So we're all good there. Um it sounded like at times that it's had serious elements of a musical. I don't know, partially the story aspect and then David's delivery at times really had that feeling of a musical. Yeah, he's uh he's an he is a performer and he has um sung in musical theater, I believe. Um, that's been part of his training. Um, he was so fun to work with and um, I think was very good at creating or portraying this character that has a couple different personalities, mm -hmm. essentially, is the is our spin on the story. And um, we're actually looking into potentially getting this staged as a sort of one man, one movement opera or rock opera kind of thing. Nice. I think it'd be kind of fun. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. And yeah. I think just one comment to add. After we did the album, so I, I, sh I should say this wasn't planned, but after the after the album was you know completed, it turns out that the Joan of Arc story is like a perfect prologue or precursor to the Heaven and Hell uh, uh, song, Heaven and Hell Suite. So it'd be so amazing to have an opera with Maid of Orleans leading into Heaven and Hell. That's like an hour right there of music and performance. Yeah. Liza came up with that idea. I can't take credit. That was Liza. So. Well, well, the way that the, so the whole Prometheus album, we've got the song Prometheus, which is a good mm -hmm. 35 minutes. And it can be extended if we needed to for the first half of a show, right? And um, you could feature our, our hero, um, and then take a little intermission. And then the second half could easily become a sort of combination of the previous Sweet Heaven and Hell and the Maid of Orleans, which is coming up, um, which features a female lead. So it's, it's, it, would, it could potentially be a really fun show that uh, would showcase two very talented singers. <laughs> and then, of course, all the string playing and drumming and all the cool effects happening. Um, yeah. So who knows what will come of these these grand schemes? But I think um, well, you guys picked up on it pretty quickly. I mean, it it does. I mean, it was completely an afterthought. But after we sat back and we listened to it, at least Sam and I were like, oh, this this could actually maybe be a show. <laughs> it would definitely work. Now, mm -hmm. if if you were, this is totally a hypothetical what if <laughs> situation. If you were to develop that into a show. Would you want to flesh out the music more or stick to the quartet with the drums? And how would you want to go about that? Or were you, are you open to other arenas and arrangements and all that? Oh, I'm, I'm always open. You know, I, I think I would initially attempt to do it as is with like probably extending a little bit of the, the writing um, and see how that goes. And then um, 
you know, I would also love to work with a producer who has a vision and if they, they hear something else, um, cool, let's work with that and, and see what comes of it. You know, I think uh, that's the name of collaboration, right? And um, yeah, so who knows? <laughs> it would be very exciting though. I'd be more than happy to work with anybody on something like that. Very cool. I just had to ask the question, were there any keyboards used in this? Uh, that's so this is the one I don't know that I just lied. Uh, <laughs> kind of, kind of. There's a little bit of like, uh, there's some synth pad effects that were thrown mm -hmm. in, in a couple spots. Um, the asteroid itself is represented by a crazy synth pad sound that we found. Um, a lot of the sound effects that you're hearing are like arpeggiators and weird things that are attached to the violins. Mm -hmm. Um, but with certainly the asteroid effect is a synth pad and there's, um, there is a, an arpeggiated sort of piano synth part that I added into one of the songs, um, that you'd hear at the end, which was definitely, that was definitely a synth. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's the part that I heard and I was like, that's yeah. not, that's not good, a but come on. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, it's generally I try to keep the writing as like, this is what it's all strings and what can strings do. But as we got deeper into the project and came to realize, um, strings are really good for earthy sound and like, you know, um, sometimes we really needed more of the spacey sound effects, which is where, what synths are really good at doing. So, um, just to give it that depth and sound of space and, some traditional effect we we did throw in some some stuff there was some synthy things which were those were really fun <laughs> there was one part and i i saw monday make the same face that i did when there was like a killer beat change like maybe three to four minutes into the song and it yeah. got really deep in yeah the killer. oh it was so good yeah <laughs> i'm a fan of those moments. i try to throw in those moments every once in a while because it just feels good <laughs> yeah it sounds good too Thank you. Uh, anything else that you two wanted to add to this? I do. Let's hear it. Okay, so <laughs> parts one, two, and three of the song actually happened. It's semi-autobiographical for parts one, two, and three. Obviously, the fictional part is the asteroid, etc. but parts one, two, and three were based on true story. Adds a little layer to it. That should be in the liner notes as well. The the story is on the web page, which I linked, and uh, you guys have, you know, have the link on there. So there you go. Yeah, very cool. All right. I'll make sure to put in the show notes too, um, once it's a podcast, so people can uh, check that link out. Sweet. All right. Was the audio better this time? It is. It is a little better. It's still. It sounds. Um, we're not getting the all the. The full sound you know because we're we're hearing it sort of through the internet whatever right um, but you know the, the the way i think of it is this is sort of a teaser we're hearing we're hearing it but we're not hearing all of it so when time comes for it to come out into the full public and on the various streaming platforms at least we'll have the chance to hear the full um the the full sound that uh is included with the recording <laughs> yeah, i can't wait to listen with noise canceling headphones on yeah 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 i've got yeah. that set for 
August first, I believe, on the C on the CD Baby release. Oh, sweet, awesome! Uh, but I have to well, Liza and I have to ch chat about a couple details, but otherwise we're good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't even actually know the official release date yet, so I just found out. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> it's August first, but we can set it for sooner. But no, August first sounds good. All right. All right. So the next song is made of orleans would you guys like to give us a little preview before we listen sure andy do you want to say anything sure this is uh the story of joan of arc or at least three vignettes from her life it's not the complete story but sam and liza really i think i think they had fun with this um but it, it really turned out well i think and i'm hoping you guys enjoy it i hope so too because if we don't we're kicking you right off <laughs> We're a tough crowd. Pressure. Pressure's on, guys. Oh boy. I'm gonna kick Monday off because he keeps complaining about his shirt that I've had done for a month. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go. 
Lose the audio? Steve, think, Steve froze. I think we lost the audio. It never skipped for me. <laughs> I heard it the whole time. Oh, my Lord. Well, Sorry strong finish, that. nevertheless. <laughs> oh, good gravy. 
That was trippy. Indeed it was, Vivian. Indeed it was. <laughs> well, I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. That one was been... very good. I, a lot of cool parts. The changes, some of the changes were interesting. Very cool. Yeah, this one started off a little, um, a little more playful, I think, in the beginning, uh, before it hit the heavy. And then it almost seemed like, in some ways, it was the opposite of the others, where you had breakdowns. It got a little lighter. A lot of times, your breakdowns are, you know, heavy cello, but this one didn't seem to until the till later, towards the middle, <laughs> towards the end, it got a little somber, and then it got kind of angry. <laughs> um, there was one part. It was, I think, basically started that whole last section, and it reminded me... Have you ever seen Henry V with uh, Kenneth Branagh? Mm -hmm. yeah. The Battle of Agincourt? Yeah. It had that feel um, at the start of it, and then it went, I mean, like, way beyond as far as uh, the depth of it went. But it had that real feel to it when they were... Uh, when the troops were looking out, and they were realizing that they were outmatched and, and all of that, but um, very cool. Very good song. Thank you. Sarah was really, really came through on that. Uh, Sarah Loera, really talented singer. And uh, she she also did the Heaven and Hell song. And that's where Liza's idea came in. We're having the Joan of Arc song be the prelude or prologue mm -hmm. to Heaven and Hell, which makes sense. It's about a soul's journey from purgatory to Heaven's Gate. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it really fits this. And it, it was an unexpected unexpected direction for this. So thank you, Liza. Yeah, yeah, it's funny how things kind of work out sometimes without even, you don't, you know, just get lucky sometimes, I suppose. But uh, Sarah is a, an amazing singer. She really, and it was cool. I, I think um, she really connected to a lot of the lyric. Um, she got a lot of the, you know, we're referencing the tower and the tarot cards and, you know, all the, the, things going uh the the river uh the, the witch trials like all the stuff that we're kind of talking about um and the the story of joan of arc is being sort of colored in a way that uh you know because we've we consistently rewrite history and uh we don't really know what happened but the story of joan of arc is always being sort of mysterious and we've we've always put a kind of uh kind of heroic spin on on a character that's uh certainly heroic but but maybe for different reasons than than what we've sort of been led to in the uh, believe maybe it depends on where your research takes you but mm -hmm. um i know my sister really enjoyed sort of getting into the uh uh well just researching the the life of of joan of arc and that led to researching kind of what, what women were going through at that time. And um, uh, probably maybe that's why the, the music has come out the way it did in the end. You know, it was a, <laughs> a tough time if you were female, for sure. Um, the, all witch trials and all this stuff. And then, yeah. So I think uh, it was an excellent project to work on. Uh, really. And I have to say that Sarah blew it out of the park. We were just blown away by her amazing, amazing performance. And she really heard uh, the emotion come through in her singing. And it was great. She's so great to work with. She just came in 
nailed it, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, we've been really lucky, Andy, you know? Sarah and um, David were both such wonderful people to work with on this project. And, um, you know, that's, that's when you get lucky, you know, when you, when you know who to work with and, uh, or, or maybe you don't know, but you, you get lucky and you reach out and then this person ends up being so great to, to be on your team. So. I'm very lucky. I mean, reaching out to you and then finding your group, you know, yeah. that was luck right there, but then continuing that with the other finds has been good. Yeah. I mean, it was our second, at least my, my second time working with Sarah. Um, and it was neat too, cause I got a, it was good to kind of figure out how, how her voice works and where it sits. But, you know, working with David, who had, this was our first time working with him. And, um, you know, there's nothing he would say no to. He was willing to try everything. And the, the range in the Prometheus song is like crazy. Like there's so much range being asked for from, from the performer or the singer. Um, and he, he really did it, you know, at, uh, even where like, well, you don't, you know, we could, we could change it around. He's like, no, I will do it. And then he did. <laughs> so yeah. uh, special thanks to Sam for the coaching in the studio. That was very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, Sam, Sam came out and helped, uh, at least not, not with Sarah, but with, uh, with David's, uh, session in studio. So that was very cool. Yeah. yeah. Was that just one session? For the vocals, yes. Wow. Uh, for David, that was one day. It's a whole. It was a whole day, though. It was a long time in the studio, and it's it's a lot of work um, on a singer to do for, to do it that way. Uh, same thing for Sarah. She did her. I mean, and it was half the length, so it was about half a day that we spent with her recording that. Um, the album itself, from start to finish, for the instrumentalist, took about what was it, six days. I guess, getting all the things done, which is still, you know, in the grand scheme of things, not a lot of time. You know, when you hear about some albums taking months and months of recording and being in studio, we just kind of went in there and did all the things and then gone, done. Like, ding, wow. <laughs> check. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people have that experience, so that's pretty good. I don't know. I, I feel like these days it's becoming more and more standard uh, because renting studio space is expensive. People people are also busy. Everybody's trying to work. Everybody's doing as much as they can. So you end up trying to fit everything that you can into every second. So, yeah, at least out here. I don't know how it is everywhere else, but here that's basically the way it works as far as I know. <laughs> we, we didn't film this one, unfortunately. Uh, it's just no. too much with everything, with the pandemic and everything. Yeah, the pandemic, the complications that arise from, from that too, for everybody that's been trying to create projects, uh, the, the different levels of complication that have arisen, things that you'd never even think that could throw a, a project onto its, onto its knees, basically, you know, crazy things. But, you know, we did it, we got it done, so. I'm happy. <laughs> awesome. I, I hope they get the supply chain stuff together so that oh, yeah. you get the vinyl materials and, and we can get a vinyl of this. So. Oh, I, I, yes. I can't wait. The, have you seen the album art? I think you've seen it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love, I love the. Wait, wait, uh, is there more than just the one big piece? I think that's just, is that it, Andy? Yeah. That's it for now. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we could share the the image of the the album. It's on the album. album. It's on the album page uh, on the, that was linked earlier. Okay. But, uh, I think I'm not sure I can share uh, that. That's okay. It was a it was a, a surprise thought for me. That was the, <laughs> the dark night that could be Joan of Arc. With the yeah, it's Joan of Arc riding a unicorn. Yes. Shooting a lightning bolt into the heavens. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh, it's really, uh, it's really awesome. Well. It's and about. Say again. This is from. This is a. This was a vision in my head in 2013, and I commissioned it as an art piece. And I thought, well, I had no use for it until I mean, I put I put a canvas print of it in my office, but then it just fit this project so perfectly that I thought, well, might as well use it put a use to it. No, oh, I'm grateful that you did. I think it's one of the most epic album covers I've ever seen. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. So, you know, a person riding like a, a black unicorn with a huge, you know, uh, a, I mean, to be, technical, to be technical, it's a Bucephalus. Oh. Uh, unicorn Pegasus. Ah. Yeah. It's, it's inspired by Bucephalus, the character in the Black Stallion who was Alexander the Great's horse. Oh. Yeah, that's where that came from. And then the Pegasus element is, you know, fantasy, obviously. But Oh, so. that's so cool. But my daughter has a, a name for that. There it's it is. A, a, an alicorn. <laughs> an alicorn. Yeah. I, see it. I see it in the small corner of my screen here. I'm not sure. Yes, you are now the highlight of the show. <laughs> it will remain there. That's great. There we go. Yeah, it turned out well. I'm really happy with that. Yeah, I, I am too. I think it looks awesome. It fits perfectly. But uh, I'm really happy with how this turned out. This is a masterpiece, in my opinion. Although you're only hearing the first layer of the song when you play it through your through right. StreamYard. So, I mean, yes, it, I, I love how it sounds here. But the next level of listening is going to be on the streaming when it comes out soon. It's just this is all just Easter eggs. This is Easter eggs. I mean, yeah, but I, I've, I mean, having listened to it, I mean, I, and I'm, I was the executive producer, so I'm not oh you know, producer, but I'm very proud of these guys for what they did, these ladies for what they did, and uh, it turned out amazing. So, just wait for the streaming release. Yeah. Well, I think Steve I think said earlier. Is getting out now. <laughs> You're frozen, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. It's you're back I don't know. It's okay. okay. It's, it's... We we pay for like a million gigs of download, and I don't know. It's just insane. I you, you can't control the internet. <laughs> I'm doing my own streaming server from this point forward. I have a cabinet and a data center with a dedicated connection. I can do that. So I will do that for our future releases. But this was an interesting. You know, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. All right. Interesting effort. <laughs> Oh lord. We're we're the beta test. <laughs> don't no, don't I, tell yourself short. This was a very interesting premiere. Yeah. And it, you know, it's, it's we're happy to that you wanted to do this with us because you know yes. um some people don't really know how to because it's hard to label this music, I suppose, is how to how to say it, right? So um, finding people that are interested in listening or that are interested in helping to promote it 
is hard because it's not so easily labeled because isn't you can't sort of cleanly drop it into into any category and you guys listen to everything you know and, and you're open to all the the various things and, and it's so refreshing so i'm happy that you guys had us on to do this you know well been good internet or no <laughs> first of all yeah we are honored to have you and i mean this is a big deal for us too to premiere music for anyone is that's a wonderful opportunity but i have the perfect label for you guys it's just badass <laughs> except i think you've received the metalhead monday stamp of approval yes <laughs> to that end i have an announcement to make if anyone will humor me go for it so Obviously, over the last few years, uh, it's been a great experience working with the Davao Quartet and Liza and Sam. And the next project is going to be a tribute to the video game Doom and Doom 2. I wrote a 24-part story about Doom and Doom 2 called Icon of Sin. And so I am pleased to announce that Liza and Sam will be taking this project, Icon of Sin, to completion and you're going to be getting an album of metal a double album of metal in a couple of years eliza <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you feel about that i'm very excited <laughs> very excited she it's said they're going to play doom and doom 2 again for research purposes it's for r&d okay you know yeah. you've got to immerse yourself so you can really get into the spirit of it it's going to be good would you guys <laughs> like an encore oh yeah sure so, so first mm -hmm. of all we, we forgot to play the power and the glory which is the last song on the album Oh, we haven't forgotten. It's it's queued up next. It's ready okay, to go. Okay, well, I have, I have a little aside. If you want to do an aside to mm -hmm. a Doom demo, if you, it's a little surprise addition to the show tonight. I thought I would oh, cool. surprise you with that. All right, hit it. Okay, let's just, you better play the other one first so I can get this queued up. Sorry for that. Okay, <laughs> let's do the last one, The Power and the Glory, and then we'll come back to that. You guys ready? Yes. yes. All right, let's do this.
Bring us back. There we are. Hello. That could be music for a movie. Yeah. You could see like a montage going on or something. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What a cool groove that had. Oh, thanks. Thanks. That was um, uh, actually a wedding gift. I gave that song to Andy um, for his his wedding. And it was, yeah, just a little, here you go. And um, we put it on the album. And um, that's really, that's it. That's the story with that one. Nothing complicated. But I would love it. Sounded complicated. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love it if it showed up in a movie somewhere. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Some really great grooves. Oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. A lot of agreement on awesome over here. Did you read the comment by CT Point? Oh, I haven't not yet. It might be because I've been playing a ton of video games this weekend, but this track feels like it would rit, it would fit really nicely in an action platformer like Mega Man, Metroid, Turrican, etc. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Mega Man for sure, yeah. So we're all seeing it as part of something, a movie, a game, or whatever. So that would be get- that would be great. You know what? Getting into the the game stream also. You know, one of the, the fastest growing, I'd say, um, areas in the in the performing arts. Like everybody's getting into video game music, especially video games live. Um, it's, it's like, you, it used to be a cult thing and now it's like, it's everywhere. Everybody knows some of these themes. So yeah. Yeah, if anybody wants to put this into a game, please, you know, reach out. We'd love that. <laughs> would. Yeah. <laughs> Call of Duty. Yeah. Anywhere. Anywhere. Call of Duty because lots of users and lots of royalties. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say no. What do you know about royalties, lawyer? <laughs> I, I shared a recent email with the group in terms mm-hmm. of the musicians that I work with. Mm-hmm. So I, should, I should share the number. I should, I should say in the last five years, that is, sorry, seven years, 2015 to the present on CD Baby, I made $1,000 on royalties from five albums. And I've probably spent, I can't even say the number. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say it. No, I'm not going to say the number. It's, it would take me 1,000 years to break even. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's streaming. But I, let me just close out. I mean, I'm not, I'm not ending the show. I'm just saying, let me close out my comments with, it is such an honor to work with a group like this and with composers like Liza and Sam. Um, I, I am honored to be able to just contribute to this. And although I'm executive producer, it's also their project and their music and their creativity. And that is what matters to me. It's self-actualizing. So thank you, Liza and Sam. And um, everyone else who, who contributed. I, I can't speak on behalf of everybody, really, but I can because it's been a, a wonderful project for everybody I, uh, to work on. You know, um, Sam and I had a great time collaborating together and putting it all together. Um, my bandmates were were so great to work with. Coming into the studio, being super like professional, they're long, hard days. Um, bands are famous for breaking up in studio. <laughs> a lot of arguing. It's so easy to for things to kind of go to pieces when you're working at these. It's such a microscopic 
making everything perfect. And everybody really did such a great job, you know, um, uh, both at their craft and, you know, in their own personal uh, relations with each other. And um, I'm very proud of everybody. I'm proud to be part of this project for sure. So Andy, thank you. Thank you. Well, Icon of Sin, let's be sure to film that next time. Yeah. Well, next time, hopefully it won't be during a pandemic. <laughs> Fingers crossed we, we can cross over into the good old days again. It would be nice. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. But, well, I'm glad you guys are working together because I like what you produce and it sounds amazing and I like to listen. So keep it up. Keep blowing all your money, Andy. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I need the encouragement. My my wife and I have to discuss that in a little bit more detail. <laughs> responsible now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying, but you keep making them. We'll keep buying the vinyl. How about that? <laughs> Thanks. That sounds yeah. like a deal. You guys want the encore? Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. I don't even know what this is. Just so everybody knows, this is a this is a surprise for me too. So. I, okay. Oh, sorry. Let me share my screen here. Okay, Chrome tab. Here it is. This is, this is a great piece, but this is inspiration for the Doom album. Um, and without further ado. Oh. 
So you have it, a demo of the Doom album, and that was nice. the ins that's inspiration. It's not going to be in the final album, but uh, inspiration for Icon of Sin. Very cool. Yeah, I think that's um uh, another another group that um, Andy had been working with previously on this project, and I guess it didn't uh, didn't come to fruition, never got finished. So um, I'm bound by a. Settlement agreement in litigation for non-disclosure. Ah, so let's not talk about that. Yeah, so <laughs> suffice to say, Liza and Sam will be doing a fresh start on that, and uh, I'm looking forward to what, they, what their take on it is. Icon of sin. Well, this is this is why we're going to hop into really deeply researching it by playing both games day and night. <laughs> no one will see Liza for weeks. Yeah, you're not. I'm going to be very busy working <laughs> day and night. <laughs> very cool. Yeah, well, I can't see what or wait to see what you guys come up with, but we've got all this to deal with in the meantime because we've just got a little sampling tonight. So um, it'll be nice to really be able to dig in. And um, I always like to look at the lyrics. It's fun, like the first time you go through just to get the feel and you know, to hear it for the first time and, and get the, is really enjoyable just to listen to. And then you dig into the lyrics and it just kind of goes to a new level. So yeah, um, this is just a taster tonight, I think. Well, you know, thank you so much for, for this opportunity and for, for, for doing the, the, um, the pre-release. It's so cool. I've actually never done a pre-release before. So this was a neat thing. You need us either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know what, like, uh, like you were saying, Steve, I think um, uh, the lyrics are pretty neat. And it's one of those things I always enjoy. And one of the reasons I always try to buy physical copies is because you get all the liner notes and the lyrics right there. And you can 
read along while you listen to the song and can help the song take on, you know, different meanings depending on even how you're feeling that day. So it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Is there uh, anything else before we end tonight that you want people to know? Uh, no, I think <laughs> you know enough. I think they know enough. They've, they've heard it. We've chatted about all the various things. Um, uh, I guess that we can, we can reiterate that the, the release date will be August 1st mm -hmm. on all the various digital platforms. So you can enjoy it there. And then, you know, we'll make our announcements when we know that we have physical copies, you know, one day. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, and if, um, if people wanted to find you on social media, where would they do that, Liza? Uh, if you want to find us, uh, uh, Deva Quartet, we are at Deva Quartet at all the various things. So at D-E-V-A-H Quartet on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. It's all with the same handle. Um, looks like David just uh, chimed in. And you see him there? David, David welcome. Um, we really, I, I said lots and lots of nice things about you earlier, which you can, you can check it out later and I don't have to be embarrassed because I won't be here. <laughs> yeah, David, David killed it. It really, it's amazing. An amazing performance, honestly, like one of the best I've heard. Yeah. yeah. All big fans here. So great. Yeah. Yeah, David, you've got a bunch of new fans. We were saying, you know, um, we're hoping to develop this into a one-act show kind of thing. Um, so obviously we'll reach out to you. Haha, -ha, surprise, um, later down the road when we have something. So Sarah, Sarah has wanted to, Sarah is like a natural singer, but Sarah has wanted to do some type of opera type singing. And I, her, her last album, which I released, The Undiscovered Country, it's basically a rock opera, but okay. she has wanted to do, you know, an opera type format. And we were going to go to Broadway and like talk to this Broadway producer guy about the undiscovered country, but maybe it makes sense to do the Joan of Arc song as well as heaven and hell as a suite or, you know, two song, you know, album. And I think Sarah would be on board with that too. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, potentially we could have a, 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 a a show that has features David, if he was down for that, in the first half. Second half would feature Sarah and uh, Heaven and Hell ends. He wouldn't know Heaven and Hell necessarily, but um, it's a suite that we wrote on the last album, and it, it would have you and Sarah say, uh, singing at the same time uh, in a few moments. Um, you'd be the, the keeper to the gate of heaven, I believe. Yeah, and I, I, you're, you're I, was, I mean, Rob's performance, I'm very happy with. But Rob's career has taken off and he is very busy with his, you know, engagements. So David might get the nod for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Sounds like we just made the deal right on the show. Yeah, Look, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, this is all, we're all, this is a, at this point, uh, hopeful dreams. And, uh, you know, it's going to take a bit of work and, um, some grant applications and things to see see what direction we can take with that. But uh, some there. some blank checks as well. So yeah. we'll work on that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that's all I can think of, guys. I um again, thank you so much for hosting this. It really was very cool. I was so excited to to come down and hang out with you guys and 
and listen to this with with you. Well, it was definitely our honor to have you guys. Absolutely. um, Mr. Waters, if anybody wants to get in touch with you on the socials, where would they do that? It's at Raelic, R-A-E-L-L-I-C, or else just andrewwaters.com. There you go. There you go. Couldn't be easier than that. Mr. Mundy, where could we find you? Easiest place is Instagram at Metalhead Mundy. It's M-U-N-D-Y. Metalhead Mundy on Instagram. And you can find me, Foggy's Pal, on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find Wanderings and Wool Gathering on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and SoundCloud. And you can find album, movie, TV, and comics reviews, possibly an album review of this one, at <laughs> wanderingsandwoolgathering.com. And don't forget, August 1st, that is the day that you can listen to this album in its entirety with headphones on on your favorite streaming services. So make sure you put that on your calendar because you do not want to miss that. And before we sign off, we have two more comments. We better check them out. Okay, this guy here. Loving you. Love it. (laughs) And this person loves musical notes. Oh, I love it too. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much again, guys, for coming on. And um, we'll be in touch. And uh, like I said, I'm definitely going to do a review of the album when it comes out. And I'll let you know when that's done. And my one request, please reserve judgment until you hear the finished audio, which will be on the obviously the streaming services. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I want want the best of the best. Monday, anything left? No, this was awesome. Thanks, guys, for being here. And we really appreciate it. And hopefully we can catch you on the road somewhere. One day we will tour again. (laughs) Indeed. Do not hang up as I end this broadcast. You guys wait here. Okay. Until next week, everyone, with a challenge and a new album review and Chapter 11 of Sandman, we'll see you in one week. Bye now.